This is episode 18. Your triggers are yours. Welcome to Sophia on Earth. I'm your host, Sophia. I'm a coach, entrepreneur, and yoga teacher, and I help women lead from their feminine in their relationships and in business. On this podcast, we talk about what it means to be human and how each of us gives the human experience meaning and makes it work for them. Connect with me at sophiaonearth.com or via Instagram at sophiaonearth and let me know how you are making the human experience work for you. Hello, my friends. Today, I want to talk about something that has been really real for me recently, really alive in me, which is triggers. And let me start by explaining what I mean when I say triggers. So a trigger occurs when you are in a situation, something happens to you, and it reminds you of something that happened maybe in your past, or just creates a sensation in your body, it brings up emotions, it just maybe brings you into time traveling a little bit to a time that happened earlier in your life. And triggers can come up both in the context of trauma, but also just on a more just emotional level, not necessarily connected to trauma. And the message that I have around triggers is that your triggers are yours. And when I say that, I mean that when something comes up for you, when somebody does something, says something, or doesn't do something, and doesn't, do, doesn't say something, what it brings up in you is yours. It's your responsibility to understand why it will bring up certain emotions and then also to navigate that. It's not the responsibility of the other person. So it's not like, oh, you made me feel blah, blah, blah. Yes, that other person has their behavior, but the reaction, the trigger, what it brings up in you, that is yours and that is yours to take responsibility for and to walk through and heal. And you know, even as I'm recording this, this is something that's that's alive in me. Just a couple minutes ago, I, I was kind of like frustrated because of something that a friend of mine didn't do. And I get to remind myself my triggers are mine. It's not about that person. It's about what it brings up in me. What I'm making it mean when somebody doesn't respond to a message or whatever example kind of comes to mind for you. And even in a bigger context, right, this is maybe a small example, somebody not responding to a message, but it could be a, a bigger thing that comes up, some wound from the past, maybe around friendships or relationships, and it could trickle a whole lot of reactions and emotions and experiences it could bring up a whole lot of stuff and when that happens you get to remind yourself your triggers are yours so what are you going to do with them right it's not about blaming or criticizing or 
putting it on the other person. It's taking radical responsibility for your life because you are the common denominator in everything that's happening in your life. And what is triggering for you might likely not even be so much about the other person. And had somebody else said the same the same thing, it may have also come up or not. And then all of that is information that you can walk with. And one thing where that is very real for me right now is also just around friendships, especially with other women. And I can't say that I really have walked through it, but I am noticing that in some of the women that are like newer friends of mine, stuff is coming up and I get to take responsibility for that, right? It's not about what they are doing. It's about how I'm reacting and how I'm dealing with what is happening and what the other people are doing. So it's really not so much about them. Uh, and it's also an invitation whenever you find yourself up, but they did and they said and blah, 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 to come back to yourself and remind yourself, ooh, this is about me. This is about what's coming up for me. And I want to teach you a tool that you can use when you're navigating conflict or difficult relationships, which is called nonviolent communication. You may have heard about it. It is framed by Marshall Rosenberg. He wrote a book about it. You can just Google it, look it up. And nonviolent communication is a tool that you can use not just when there's conflict with others, but also in resolving and speaking up for yourself. And the meaning of nonviolent communication is really just a communication that is empathetic and that comes from a place of wanting to make the world more wonderful and create less friction and conflict and all the things. And uh, nonviolent communication has four steps. The first step is, you know, observe versus evaluating. The second step is you want to state your feelings. How are you actually feeling? The third step is you want to communicate what you need. And the fourth step is making a request. Let me go deeper into those a little bit. So observing versus evaluating. Often when we describe a situation when there has been conflict with a friend or something is coming up, something's being triggered within us through, again, a friendship, a relationship, at work, whatever it may be, we have a lot of judgments around it and evaluations. This person said that and we make a lot of assumption in it. And the first step that we want to take when we use nonviolent communication and start to engage with whoever we're in conflict with or just want to talk through something with, we want to just observe the situation. And you can kind of imagine that like a video camera would observe a situation. So as opposed to saying... My dad is always late, which is an evaluation. You could say, the last three times 
my dad and I met up, he was 20 minutes late or something. You see the difference? One is more coming from a place of judging and making assumptions. It's always late and these kind of aspects. And the other one is coming more from just what actually happened. What are the things? And this can sometimes be the hardest step just to break down if I wouldn't judge the situations, if I wouldn't bring my opinions and my evaluations into this situation, what actually happened, right? And I'm thinking of living with roommates many years back and maybe sometimes them not doing their dishes or whatever. I could say, you know, what the fuck? You always leave your dishes in the sink or whatever. And again, that would be an evaluation. And Another way to talk about this would be coming from a specific situation and just describing what happened. When you placed your dishes in the sink, that's all that happened, right? And then this doesn't include any evaluation. The second step then is stating your feelings. So how does this make you feel? And often when we talk about our feelings, there too might be a sense of evaluation or making it about the other person. So we might say, I feel disrespected by you. So whenever you can add by you, it's an indication that your feeling is not actually a primary feeling, something that is just about you, but it's something that you're using again in in context with the other person and and almost like to evaluate. So primary feelings are feeling sad, hurt, feeling angry when a boundary has been crossed, feeling shame, feeling joy, feeling excitement. Those are sensations that you can actually feel in your body. So you're talking about a primary emotion, an emotion that pulls somebody in when you're talking about something, a visceral experience in your body, like joy. You can feel that in your body. Disrespected? Not so much. Can't really feel that in your body. So that's an indication too where you can shift your communication when you're stating your feelings. And then the thought step, which is really the heart of nonviolent communication, is needs. What do you need? And the assumption or the understanding here is within nonviolent communication that Everything that happens that brings up certain emotions, it's always around needs being met or needs being unmet. So a need could be to feel connected, to feel heard, to feel seen, validation, approval, whatever it may be, order, structure, whatever might come up in the situation that you're in. And then lastly, request. So when you're in a conflict with somebody, you might want to make a request around having another conversation about the topic using this tool of nonviolent communication. Or it might be something specific, for example, um, around desiring some approval or validation or yeah just the sense of connection from somebody that you would just ask for that would you be willing to share with me 
how you feel about X, Y, and Z. Something that has been coming up for you where you want that person's approval or opinion or, yeah, just you want to be seen and heard with that. So those are the four steps. Observation, feelings, needs, and requests. And this really is just a brief overview into nonviolent communication, just to give you an idea of what it's about and to spark your curiosity and um, invite you to go a little bit deeper if that's something that you might want to apply in your life. It is so powerful because often when we interact with others in our family, in friendships and relationships, we are constantly evaluating what the other person is doing, which may not match how they are perceiving the situation and more likely than not does not match that does not match that so it's such a powerful tool you can also just look it up online uh, especially if you google it in combination with marshall rosenbach there's also a free training on youtube so there's a lot of beautiful resources around this and this is a tool that you can use also to remember to make it about you. Your triggers are yours. It's not somebody else's responsibility or fault what is occurring. And a way to communicate and ask for what you need when you are triggered or when something comes up that you want to resolve, you can use a tool such as nonviolent communication to really communicate what you are actually feeling and what the need is underneath that feeling. And then to make a powerful request and ask for what you need. And I want to leave you with this too. A request, it's a powerful tool that you can also use standalone. A request is not a demand. So... A request allows the other person to say no. So when you're making a request, the energy that you're coming from is, this is what I need. Would you be willing to give that to me? And if the other person says no or says yes, but only that much, that is okay too. It's only a request and really clean if there is an opportunity for the other person to say no. So keep that in mind as well when it comes to requests. And with that being said, sending you so much love and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sophia on Earth, where we talk about what it means to be human. If you want to dive deeper, leading from your feminine essence in your relationships and in business, I would love to hear from you and support you on your journey. You can find all of my one-on-one -on -one coaching offers on my website at sophiaonearth.com or feel free to just reach out to me via Instagram at sophiaonearth. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Sending you so much love.